football, apple picking, leaves changing colors. Wait a minute. It's already fall? The grace of giving is here to make you happy. The grace of giving is here to make your day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I bet a lot of our listeners had no idea that that song actually has lyrics. I, yeah, some of our, our uh, podcast hosts didn't know that that song got <laughs> Ah, that's right, G. Hello, and welcome to the Grace of Giving podcast. We're your host, James Riley. And Grace Frosniewski. Thanks for joining us today. G, can you believe it's already fall? No way. Honestly, I'm partially convinced it's still March. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's been so long since we've all been together in person. I know. It's crazy. Fortunately for us, though, we get to spend our afternoon with one of our fantastic colleagues. Please welcome to the Grace of Giving podcast, Development Coordinator for Regional Development, Tashana Kenny. How are you, Tashana? I'm doing amazing. It's Football Friday. Woo-hoo. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing good. well. Yeah. It, yeah. it feels kind of odd to not be on campus for a home Football Friday for the first home Football Friday. It just feels weird, but, you know, it's been weird all year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> uh, well, Tishana, tell us a little bit about your background. Where are you from? I'm born and raised right here in South Bend, Indiana, yes. um, right down the street on Edison Road. Um, so these are my stomping grounds. This is my hood. <laughs> <laughs> you went to Adams High School, right? I did go to Adams. Class of 91. 91. Go Eagles. Okay. Um, yeah, Riley, class <laughs> of 90. So at, at back in the day, we were a little bit more rivals than what they are. Uh, today, today is just a whole different ball of wax. But back in the day, it was yeah. a fierce rivalry between the two schools. It really was. Both schools were really spirited. <laughs> I always look forward to the games between Adams and Riley. Exactly. No doubt. No doubt. So what brought you to Notre Dame, Tashana? What brought me to Notre Dame? So, like I said, I'm born and raised here in South Bend. So Notre Dame was always my backyard. Mm. It's been my scenery for most of my life. Um, the funny thing about it is, um, my dad couldn't stand Notre Dame (laughs) and he couldn't, and he has, he had his reasons. So when he was young, he grew up on the East side of South Bend and he and his friends would, you know, especially in the summertime, they'd all get together and they'd want to play basketball and sure they had a park right around the corner, but it's Notre Dame. Let's go play out there. Well, in his day, he grew up in the sixties. Um, so he would go out with his friends. They would get on that court, but then all of a sudden a police presence would show up Mm -hmm. and tell them they couldn't be there. Mm. Um, But they weren't doing the same for maybe, um, you know, the white guys playing basketball Mm -hmm. over a court or two. Um, You you know, what's interesting that you mentioned that Tashana. that happened to me as a Notre Dame freshman uh, playing basketball outdoors uh, and some, Police officers from Notre Dame came over and said that we weren't allowed to play basketball there. And so we literally had to take out our IDs to show that we were students. But um, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. there was another group of of white students that were just across the way and they did not approach them. So hopefully we've we've come from that place to a better place now. Well, I definitely say that we've come a long way. When I was in high school, I joined the Notre Dame Upward Bound Group. Um, and if for anyone who doesn't know what that is, um, it's a program that helps local students who, um, are first generation, uh, potential college students. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and, you know, maybe they have the grades, but don't have the means or their parents never went to college. So maybe they're not motivated to go. Um, in my case, I was first generation and my parents definitely wanted me to go to college, but I didn't know what that looked like for me. Um, so what Notre Dame or what Upward Bound did for me was I would come out, uh, in the summer, always on Father's Day. My dad loved that. On Father's Day, I'd get dropped off, and for six weeks, we would stay on campus um, in the dorms as if we were Notre Dame students. That's right. We took classes. Um, we got to experience what college life was like, um, and I just grew to love Notre Dame. I mean, when you're out there, how can you not? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Just the, the scenery, um, the spirit. Um, it's not just in the people of Notre Dame. I mean, it exists. It's just on campus. Just being there is awesome. And I think all of my counterparts that went to Notre Dame or upward bound with me, um, would agree. I've, I've talked to some very recently who still say, I love Notre Dame. I went to Notre Dame. I claim it, even though we weren't technically students. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, there's just that love for it there. So that kind of changed my attitude. Although, we did have a few experiences out there where we would, you know, things would happen. Sure. They weren't significant enough for me to lose my love for the school. So I actually wanted to apply to Notre Dame, but my parents told me no. Hmm. Okay. Um, not that I would have gotten in. <laughs> I, was a, I was a good student, but I don't know if that was, I was that good, but I still wanted to apply. Um, but I, I didn't. Um, so... Having said that, when I had an opportunity to work at Notre Dame, I was taking it mm-hmm. because I grew to love it despite my father's experiences. And I knew coming to campus, I was on a mission to help make the changes that, like you said, James, we've come a long way, mm. but to help promote those changes, especially in today's climate and mm-hmm. things that are going on currently. Um, I'm so happy to see and to be here for, um, some of the progress that's, that's being made here. So, you know, I have a love for Notre Dame just as much, if not more than people who have, have, who are alumni. So, you know, what's interesting, you and I, I think are are practically the same age you may be one or two years younger than I, but I, I think I was a part of that same upward bound program that you were a part of. So maybe we knew each other back in the day and didn't know about it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Just being local, uh, you know, working with Charles Martin back in the day and he was the one that kind of hooked us up with the upward bound program. You never know. I'm going to have to go back in my pictures and see if I don't see you in the background or something. I know, I know pretty much everybody who Uh I went to Upward Bound with though, James, maybe you were just quiet. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I also had a Jerry curl back in the day. So maybe. Oh, but then I, yeah, then I definitely wouldn't (laughs) put you (laughs) into each other's there. I love it. Uh, (laughs) Um, So tell us a little bit about your current position. What does a typical day look like for you? So a typical day at Notre Dame or at, in development for me would be, you know, I'm always in communication with my RDs. Um, it starts there. Um, for me, one thing that attracted me about the position, I knew it was going to be about teamwork no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, communicating with my RDs to see what they and their benefactors need. Um, and then, you know, executing. It's a lot of report running. 
Um, it's a lot of emailing. It's a lot of just support. That's what brought me here. I thrive on um, helping other people to be successful. Hmm. And so this, this position is exactly that. That's mm-hmm. what we do. We support our RDs and our benefactors and each other um, to, to be successful in whatever it is that they need. At the end of the day, um, you know, what it really boils down to is making the experience for students better. And so that's what drives me. So in doing that, we take calls from benefactors. Like I said, we run a lot of reports. We maintain a lot of information. We update a lot of information. We um, network with different areas within development to make sure everybody's got what, they're ne- what they need. Now, football season's a little different. This year, not n- we're going to make an exception on this year. Football is uh, tickets, tickets, tickets. Tickets. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Do a lot with tickets. So, I mean, it's a hmm. it's an awesome position. I would mm. recommend it to anybody. Um, I I love it. I love what I do. Which RDs do you work with? Uh, George Duke, okay, Lavar Barnett, Casey O'Connor, and Shane Murphy. I call them my kids. Oh boy, yes, That's a... <laughs> because my job is to take care of them. So. Mm. Um, Shout out to all my RDs. That's right. That's awesome. Well, hopefully they'll be listening to your your episode here. So what skills do you think are, are most important in the work that you're doing, Tashana? Patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, it does it does take anything takes patience, mm-hmm. right? Um, like I said, teamwork. You have to have a team mentality in being a DC. Um, you can learn so much from everyone that you encounter. So I feel like if it weren't for my uh, coworkers, my other DCs, I, I wouldn't be able to do this at all. They have knowledge that, that I don't. Mm. And then once you gain it, you pass it on, but that's me getting on a soapbox. So let me not do that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you you have to be able to multitask. Mm Mm-hmm there are times when I'm on a zoom call and then I might get a call. Well, you know, I don't know if it's urgent or not, so I have to get on the call. I have to get on the call or at least let them know, Hey, if this is an urgent, I'll call you back. Um, so you just have to know how to have balance, how to multitask, have patience and, uh, have, have a zeal for what you're doing, have a passion for it. Otherwise you're not going to be successful at it. Well, that kind of goes into our next question and you've touched on a, a lot of, uh, really important and sort of motivating factors in your work. But when you look at your position, um, is there sort of one thing that really stands out to you that, that really motivates you and inspires you in your work? Absolutely. So like I said, I was first generation going to college. Mm -hmm. Um, at the end of the day, I know that the work we're doing is benefiting, um, a student who may not be able to afford to come to Notre Dame or any college for that matter. Um, so what we're doing is raising money, putting it toward students who may, ha- who, if they didn't have that money, may be missing an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then we're missing an opportunity because we're not getting whatever greatness they're bringing with them. That motivates me every day. Cause I know what it feels like to be that student. That's right. And like I said, I just have a mentality of, we got to pull each other up. And that's, mm-hmm. that's part of, part of my job. I, and I love that about it. 
So it sounds like football tickets may not be the favorite part of your job, especially around this time of year. But if you could pick out just one thing, what, what do you think that would be that's uh, the favorite part of what you're doing? The favorite part is exactly what I said, knowing that I'm helping other people. Mm. And football Fridays are fun. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the gatherings that we have. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you where I came from. <laughs> I came from the cable industry. Okay. I'm not naming any names. 16 years in the cable industry. Wow. We did not have, I I could probably count on one hand how many shindigs we had mm. in the cable industry. It might've been a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And like, when I say Christmas party, it was like a Christmas gathering. My first week <laughs> starting in Notre Dame, which was, so last year, June 10th, okay. there was a lot of stuff going on in the summer. I think the first or second week, we probably had between the first and second week, there were at least 10 celebrations. Wow. At least 10 because people were retiring. Mm. We were coming up on summit. I know that I mean, it was just summertime. So there was sure. always something going on. I came home one night. And I said, I don't know if I can do this job because I'm too tired for all the celebrating. <laughs> that uh, reminds me, of, actually, I saw a slogan the other day. I think it was on Instagram or something like that. It said, until further notice, celebrate everything. I thought that was pretty cool. I like right? that. Isn't that yeah, nice? man, I love that. I absolutely love that. But it can be exhausting. You got to balance your celebration. <laughs> <laughs> got to earn it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but I do love that we do celebrate everything because mm-hmm. it just shows the pride of what we're doing here. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, I don't know if tickets will be the answer to your to this <laughs> next question. Um, but is there any aspect of your job that you find like particularly challenging or when it comes up, you're kind of like, oh, geez. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say tickets, actually, because. So last year was my, obviously my first year doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. And actually in a sickening kind of way, I feel like I'm missing it right now. (laughs) Um, If if I were actually in the thick of it, I might not say the same thing. That's, that's not my least favorite thing. I think for me, it's more on a personal level. So you wouldn't know it, but I'm actually an introvert. I am a full on introvert. When you first meet me, I, I get real nervous real quick. Um, and I'm not sure what that's about. Um, and that's a work in progress. But once I warm up, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. So I think the most difficult part for me initially was finding my my footing, finding my place um, within my department, which I hope I've done. That's right. <laughs> um, and just um, knowing where I want to go here, because the journey never ends. You know, there, there really is no destination. There's always a journey. So hmm. I think that was the hardest part for me was warming up, making sure that I was supposed to be here, which I'm very clear on now. So, nice. yeah. So. We are sitting here, the almost the middle of September. So hard to believe. And gee, you're right. It's sometimes I think it's still March, <laughs> but we've been working remotely uh, for six months now, which is crazy, half a year. So, Tashana, how have you dealt with working remotely from home over these past few months? Um. So initially, it was it was a little crazy and hectic because I was in the process of moving and moving mm. in April like right after everything had shut down. Mm-hmm. 
that was scary. <laughs> that was hard. Right. Now that I'm here and settled, um, I think I handle it very well. I try to make sure my, my space is peaceful. So, for example, right now I have, you know, my essential oils going. <laughs> I've got, you know, my sage burning. I've got, you know, little things that help me to cope and maintain. Um, I also try to make sure that I breathe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that I just breathe through it because sometimes it can get, it can get really heavy, but especially with everything that's going on right now, all the political things, all the social injustice and all of that, things can get so heavy and you can take that on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really try to just breathe through all of that, talk through all of that to help keep me mentally stable with it. <laughs> Have you ever used a, a smudge stick before? Yes. Ah, nice. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I I'm, have all different kinds too. I don't have them right here, but I have all different kinds. Yep. I'm looking at two of mine right now that I have here in the basement and every now and then I'll go light them and, uh, yes. just to get a little different vibe down here because it's a basement, you know, it could get a little dark and lonely at times, but, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that sort of, uh, enhances the, the atmosphere for me a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just about to say I am have taken to lighting essential oil candles now when I'm working and it really does kind of just change the whole atmosphere. It really does. So it really does. Pro tip for everybody working remotely out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Get, get, get an something. oil diffuser. Yeah. <laughs> essential oil candle. Yes. Definitely. It definitely helps. It's worth mm-hmm. it. Um, so you've talked about, you know, that we we celebrate a lot here in development. We have a lot of fun. Um, is there a moment that sticks out to you that's been like your favorite moment with Notre Dame development so far? Actually, yes, because when you first, when you make a change um, after 16 years of being somewhere, when you make such a drastic change uh, as to change your career, um, sometimes you go through moments of um, second guessing your decisions. I wanted to make sure that I was here and that what I was doing was serving who I thought it was supposed to be serving. When we had our UR Summit last year, um, we were sitting over in the Morris, and there was a video of a young lady, and her name escapes me. Um, But she was talking about how she had lost her, I think she lost her mother first, then she lost her father, uh, and things just kept, kid couldn't catch a break and ultimately she ended up here in Notre Dame due to financial aid and she had so much to offer I'm sorry again I can't remember what her major was but that story I sat in that auditorium bawling with a napkin (laughs) so no one can see me because I'm sure I looked a a mess but that confirmed for me being here I didn't look back after that. That's my favorite moment. Just having that confirmation and hearing that story. And I've heard several others since. And it just, I mean, I'm not going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Man, could you guys hear that music? A little bit. Yeah, it's... (laughs) 
I'm just thinking about the next question about your family, Tashana, and my girls are up there. They're, infatu- they're infatuated with that song, uh, Oh, It's What You Do To Me. Oh, yeah. They listen to it constantly. That's a good song. It's a good song, but they're, they're wearing it out about right now. So. <laughs> Can't hear it. I wish I could. Oh. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your family, Tashana. So like I said, I'm born and raised here. My family is the mom, dad, mm-hmm. uh, sister, cousin, brother, uncle. Everybody's right here. Everybody. My immediate family is here. Yep. My roots are here. Same here. Um, I am here with my, um, I have three children. Uh, my oldest daughter actually is 23 and she lives in Munster, Indiana, mm-hmm. over in the Northwest region. Mm-hmm. Um, she works in Chicago. She's an IU Bloomington graduate. Okay. I'm very proud of her. She's holding her own. She's She's got that lit. I have an 18-year-old daughter. She is uh, a student at IUSB. Hmm. Um, they are also doing virtual learning be- because oh, of yeah. COVID. Um, but she is studying to be a dental hygienist. Mm-hmm. And then I have a 15-year-old son. He's the baby. He's a sophomore in high school. He goes to Career Academy and he plays basketball. Hmm. So that's and I, today. I don't know if you can hear them or not. I have my niece and nephew here. Oh, nice! And even though I said, "Auntie, Auntie, need you guys to be quiet," they chose now to be their loudest. Exactly. Which <laughs> what are you gonna do? That's how it goes, right? Right. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, Beautiful. everyone's right here. Everyone's everyone's thriving through. COVID and we're good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good, good to, to hear. hear. Yeah. Um, so what do you like to do outside of work? Actually, one of the, my favorite things that I like to do is go for walks with my two kids out at Notre Dame around the lake or uh, around campus. That's one of the things I like to do. I'm really into yoga, meditation, um, Crystal Healy. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my crystals here with me to help me along through this. Yeah. Um, I'm into the essential oils. I'm into clean eating, health, mental health, spiritual health. Um, yeah, that's that's just me. How did you get into that space? That's uh, not something that you just, well, I guess you can stumble into it, but some people like really thrive in it and bring it into their lives. And they're almost, uh, it's almost like a professional part of their life. But how did you get into all that meditation and essential oils so, and all that. Yeah. So I think actually, unfortunately, what kind of threw me into it was um, we had uh, actually my daughter and my son who are here with me now, we were in an accident in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, we were taking my oldest daughter back down to IU Bloomington and got T-boned in Indianapolis. Wow. And my son got the brunt of the, of, of the damage and, and we're, and we're all fine. Like we don't have any residual issues or anything mm-hmm. like that. He got the brunt of it, which scared the mess out of me. I ended up with a broken rib. Fortunately, my daughter ended up with a scratch on her finger. But what that did for me was made me realize life is too short Mm -hmm. to live it in fear and worry. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what that did for me, you know, what comes along with my family here is a lot of um, what we tend to call family family curses. <laughs> um, so health wise, uh, we have a lot of family curses mm. and I've, I've fallen victim to that. Um, victim, I use that word lightly. I'm not a victim, but I, I suffer from it mm-hmm. and I wasn't taking care of myself the way that I should be. 
And so what that accident did was made me realize I have got to do a better job of taking care of myself. Now, when I say that, I'm not just talking about what I eat um, or exercising. I'm talking about mental health. I'm talking about spiritual health. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, you know, making sure that that I'm lowering stress levels because my stress used to be high Mm. and I mean, uncontrollably so. So I found through different people that I've met along the way, yoga, some yoga classes. I go to, I don't know if I can say this or not, but I go to Beyond Zen in um, Granger. Sure. My yoga instructor there, Mary Lord, is amazing. <laughs> she teaches you how to just be. She says that in every single class, just be. Sure. So um, that kind of started my journey, and then it just progressed from there. There was a yoga, instru- yoga instructor there who um, used crystals on her mat, and I started to ask her about that. And I knew about amethyst maybe a little bit about rose quartz, um, but just in just, you know, exploring those two gems, it just expanded into more, um, a more thorough look at that. Essential oils are very calming. Like we just discussed. It's just, it was just a progression. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. something that naturally has progressed in my life and it's continuing to progress. Um, and it provides you know, value. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, at the season in my life, when it's time to explore something new, mm-hmm. then I'll pick it up. So maybe Reiki might be next. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see. That's right. We'll That's see. Right. We'll, we'll see what the universe sends to me. But um, yeah, it's just it's just been a, a progression, and it's a lifestyle for me. Well, we're we're glad that you are you're you know past the accident and you're you're healed uh, from from your pain. Uh, for yeah. for those of us and knock on wood who haven't experienced any like broken ribs or anything, can, can you share kind of what that feels like? Because it doesn't sound comfortable. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> back to that time? Yeah, like, exactly. Imagine breathing and someone sticking, not even a knife, <laughs> mm. maybe like a hammer and just jabbing it in real quick. Oh, oh, yeah. I know this sounds really bad. I hate even saying it. I'm probably making you cringe, but this is what it feels like. <laughs> maybe like a hammer and someone's jabbing it into your rib. And then every time you breathe, they twist it. Oh, twist it even. Wow. Every time you talk, you have to catch your breath because it hurts, but there's nothing that anyone can do about a broken rib. It's just got to heal. Just got to heal. Oh, wow. Mm. So I just had to like, (laughs) for lack of a better term, I had to breathe through that Mm. and um, (laughs) let it, you know, just let it heal. And it, you know, the pain subsided. Sure. Wow. It could have been so much worse. That's what I came out of that right. That's right. That's I'll take the pain of the broken rib. I'll take, learned. you know, my son has a scar on his head. It does, he has really big hair. He don't care. <laughs> you know? So it's it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you handle it. That's right. Mm. Glad you're okay. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm better than okay. Oh, I'm, there you yeah, go. I've, nice. I've, I've, come out of it, I've come out of it better on the other side. So I'm good. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Um, well, so as you mentioned, we're going through particularly stressful times um, in general, uh, lots of different stuff going on. Um, so do you have any advice uh, for colleagues out there who might be having a lot of trouble managing stress and maybe don't even really know where to start in terms of trying to get it under control? Yeah, actually, you know, like 
you can smart start as small as you want to and still get results. So to, for me, what the advice that I would give initially is to just breathe, take two minutes to do nothing else, but breathe, drop your shoulders away from your ears, take the tension out of your body and just sit, close your eyes, try to block everything out and just focus on a deep breath in through your nose mm-hmm. and out through your mouth. Two minutes. And I promise you, you'll feel better. And then work that up to five and then maybe work that up to seven or however, however you feel like that progression will work for me, for you. And the other thing I say, if we're talking on on another extreme, don't be afraid to seek help. That's Mm. what it's there for. There's such a stigma on um, therapy. I have a master's degree in in, um, psychology. There's such a stigma, especially for, for people of color mm-hmm. to not go and get mental health when you need it. That's what they're there for. It makes all the difference in the world. So I would encourage folks to seek the help that they need. And if all that is, is a deep breath, do that. If you need more than that, do that. Don't be afraid to do it. I'm glad you mentioned that uh, Tashana because, uh, and, and G can vouch for me yesterday when we met, uh, remember G when I, said, do you think it's corny if I start our, our team meetings with a little little five minute meditation that I can just play through my phone? And and uh, and she said, no, let's let's try it out. So we're going to try it this coming Monday to start out our team meeting. Just Absolutely. a small little breathing uh, exercise meditation. So I applaud that. Absolutely. And there's so many apps that you can get that can help you mm-hmm. to get into meditation. There's um. 10% happier. Um, hmm. There's YouTube videos that can give you guided meditation for 30 seconds or for two hours, whatever level you're at, you can find it out there. Just use your resources. That's right. Or use me as a resource. Hey, come Talk on. to me. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tashad, it's hard to believe that we're almost at the end of our time together today. It went so quickly. We've so enjoyed <laughs> speaking with you. Uh, but before we let you go, we're going to throw a quick five questions your way. Are you ready? Yes. All right. All here right. we go. Favorite season? Fall. Favorite spot on campus? Uh, Notre Dame Avenue facing the dome. It looks unreal. Mm-hmm. That I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, best <laughs> local restaurant? Monterey. Mm. Place In you, Mishawaka. Yep, yep. Place you'd love to visit? Bora Bora. Wow. <sighs> Favorite song to jam to in the car? Beautiful People by Ed Sheeran. That's my favorite oh, song. Gosh. I love that song. That's w- my jam. I wish I would have had that queued up. Uh, <laughs> although there could be copyright issues. Who knows? <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. Well, Tashana, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing a bit more about yourself. We had a great time talking with you, and we hope you enjoyed our conversation as well. I absolutely did. Thank you so much for having me. This was, see, all all this stuff kept me calm. I'm good. I love it. Thank you so much, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. So, James, you were a member of the Notre Dame Marching Band, right? That's right. I sure was for four years as a student. I had a great time, had great memories, and this is one of my favorite times of year right now. Yeah. Did you have a favorite song to perform when you were in the band? Actually, I I did, and I think it's probably cliche, but the, the Notre Dame 
marching the the fight song is outstanding and then the alma mater that follows it uh right afterwards is just uh you know just kind of brings tears to my eyes but a, a third one if i could pick is actually the uh the overture of 1812 uh right before oh, yeah. the, the fourth quarter starts and everyone's doing the their arms I, I love that because it gets just a rush especially when when it's a good game and you're about to beat down a team like duke tomorrow but yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, you know what song I think the band should add to their rep- repertoire? Uh, I have no idea what that would be, G. What is that? Our closing jingle. Oh. I'm going to call up Ken Dye and send him this file. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to the Grace of Giving podcast today, folks. I'm James Riley. And I'm Grace Krasniewski. And this has been the Grace of Giving. Thanks so much for listening. And remember... Stay Stay golden. golden.